Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Oh, you guys, we made it to Friday. Oh, thank God. Oh, on the Colleen and Bradley show. <laughs> My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. Before we get to the topic we're kicking off right now, I just want to, can I just say, have you guys spent any time on our Facebook page or on our Twitter or on the MyTalk1071 Instagram where our listeners say that they are a Team Cobra fan without saying they're a Team Cobra fan. Yeah, it's pretty sweet, huh? You guys are awesome. It's been really fun to kind of uh, scroll through your answers. Um, That just has been fun. So if you haven't been over there to answer it yourself or see other people's answers, head over to any of our social media platforms. It's fun. You guys, yeah, you guys are so great. Um, All right, so I wanted to start by talking about uh, an interview that aired yesterday on CBS This Morning with FKA Twigs and um, Gail King. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've sort of been aware of um, FKA Twigs' allegations against Shia LaBeouf, but now we're hearing about them in in very, um, in a lot of detail. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to start by uh, sharing just a little bit of what she alleges her relationship with Shia LaBeouf was like. So, Holly, um, there's a, the, fir- the very first tweet uh, has a video uh, connected to it where FKA Twigs is telling a story about what kinds of things uh, Shia LaBeouf did during their relationship. He would often just start having an argument with me in the middle of the night, start accusing me of doing all sorts of things, planning to leave him in my head. He'd wake me up and tell me I was disgusting, that I was vile. All the things that he was accusing you of were absolutely not true. Nothing was ever true, that this is the thing, but, but I would really doubt myself, you know, especially when I'd like wake up and he'd be like, you were lying there with your eyes open, planning to leave me. And I'd be like, I literally was asleep. But then he would like only want me to sleep naked because he said if I didn't, then I was keeping myself from him. So, you know, it's a tactic that a lot of abusers use. It's just this, like, constant availability and everything centered around them. And I think, you know, that's why I wanted to come out and talk about this, because the signs really are there from the beginning. So when did you... Okay, we can can drop it there. Um, But that's just, like, a little sampling of what comes out in this interview and also her... uh, There's a profile about her in Elle magazine this Mm -hmm. month. Um, and that's just sort of scratching the surface. I just wanted to set the table with some of the things that she talks about in this yeah. interview. Um, 
And there's a bunch of other, like, there's a bunch of other kind of interesting things about uh, the the choice that she's made to go public with this because she she's actually a very private person. Mm-hmm. Um, I can be very honest, like, I I I'm not familiar with her music. Um, I know her from the relationships she's had in in the public eye. Um, but I had never seen an interview with her, and that's actually a normal thing. She doesn't like to do interviews. She mm-hmm. was very nervous doing this interview. But after she um, made these accusations against Shia LaBeouf, she went directly to Shia LaBeouf and said, I would like for you to make these steps to get help for the ways that you have treated me and likely have treated other women. And he turned that down. And that's why she's gone public with it. Yeah, that, I mean, that that makes sense that she wants to make sure that there's an accounting of this behavior and that she's not going to end up looking like, you know, a jilted lover or ex. Right, right. And so, and I want to, and I'm going to get to Shia LaBeouf's statement back to her. He made a public statement uh, well, he made a statement in an email to the New York Times about her allegations. But first, I wanted to share with you uh, a moment in the interview where Gail King asks a question. And it is a question that we hear asked very frequently of women who have been in abusive relationships. And it likely is a question that is on the mind of a lot of people when they hear about a person in an abusive relationship. And I want you to listen to FKA Twig's response to Gail King's question. If he had done the things that you had asked, you would not have filed the lawsuit. No. And nobody who's been in this position likes this question. And I often wonder, is it is it even an appropriate question to ask? Mm -hmm. And you know the question is, why didn't you leave? Yeah. And I think we just have to stop asking that question. I know that you're asking it like out of love, but like I'm just gonna make a stance and say that I'm not going to answer that question anymore because the question should really be to the abuser, why are you holding someone hostage with abuse? You know, and people say, oh, it can't have been that bad because else she would have left. And it's like, no, it's because it was that bad. I couldn't leave. So she's basically saying that let's not ask the person, the victim, that question anymore. Let's turn that to the abuser and ask them the question yeah, why no, that's were that's a very abusing? healthy response and one yeah. that I wish more people would like hear. Right? Uh later in the um after they aired the interview, uh Gail King talking to the other co-hosts on uh CBS this morning um actually referenced that question and said I'm very glad that she corrected me or offered that response because it's it's true we have a tendency to ask the victims why they weren't responsible for getting out of the well, situation. It's just, it's just you're talking to the person who's talking. And so I think the tendency is to just say, well, why were you even there? Because the way you're describing it doesn't sound like any place anybody would want to be. You're just not getting all the other stuff that leads up to that. I mean, she obviously is telling that story about how things um, looked when she first entered the relationship and then they changed and that she's explaining it. Mm -hmm. But again, it's easy to see when you arrive at a situation where you're just seeing the result and you think, oh, why would you even be there in the first place? Well, we all know situations that we find ourselves in that we didn't expect ourselves to be in. And part of the thing that keeps people in those abusive relationships is because they do wake up and find themselves 
and think to themselves, oh, I shouldn't be here. Yeah. And it's, you know, there are so many things that go into why they continue to, you know, remain in that situation. So the fact that she's, you know, talking about that process is definitely worthwhile. Yeah. And I think it's, I would, I mean, I just would love for, for more people to um, pay attention and and hear this entire interview mm-hmm. because that little snippet I, I shared with you about the couple that's, that's kind of making the rounds about the, um, what would happen when she was sleeping, et cetera. But there's other scenarios like that where she talks about how their relationship began. They met on the movie set of Honey, which is the movie that he wrote, Shia LaBeouf wrote, uh, about his relationship with his own father. And when they were on the set, he would routine, this is at the beginning of their relationship, he would um, routinely jump the fence of the home that she was living in at the time and leave flowers and all kinds of like romantic gestures. And she said at the time, in her mind, that was so romantic that he would, would you know, was showering her, she called them love bombs, mm-hmm. was showering her with love. But she said now, in, in retrospect, she's able to see that what he was doing was testing her boundaries yeah. by jumping that fence. Yeah, like you indulge the behavior that's antisocial because it seems like it's for you know, um, for a good reason coming from a place of love and attraction, but truly it's, it's just him testing out his abusive, uh, behavior with her to see if she's willing to, you know, engage it because how many women would be like, yeah, no, that's cool that you gave me flowers, but never jump my fence again, because that's a, that's a a literal and figurative boundary. Exactly. Uh, I, I do want to share with you, uh, because I think you'll have some thoughts about Shia's statement. So Shia made a statement in an email to the New York times and it is as follows quote, I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I have been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people closest to me. I'm ashamed of that history and I'm sorry to those I hurt. There's nothing else I can really say. And that is his statement. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, that's probably true. That doesn't change what behavior happened between him and fk twigs like that's not going to do anything for her right so i don't know what the point of that statement is like i don't like my life doesn't depend on him changing his behavior yeah so that's a lot of words and maybe those words are designed for like people who are going to continue to employ him or not that's up to them but i imagine for her that doesn't really mean anything she'd rather see some actions and at the end of the day she probably doesn't care because ultimately she is you know speaking her truth and that allows her to continue on with her life regardless of what he does or says you know and that's actually a really interesting thing um she does talk about in that interview and also in the l magazine uh feature of fka twigs where she talks about this abusive relationship with shia labeouf she talks about what it feels like to have gotten back to herself um and that you know she doesn't really recognize the person that she was at that time but the relief of not like being able to connect with her friends again being able to kind of settle into herself yeah that you know this isn't maybe about this is about holding him accountable for his behavior, but also about her owning her life. Well, yeah, and her history. So, yeah. like, her past. So that, for her, is important to tell the story as it is, not as as he painted it out to be. So, again, I think she probably cares less about what he actually ends up doing. 
um, because ultimately that's not going to affect how she moves forward. But she has to tell her truth. And I, I do hope, and, and uh, I will just say, I hope that um, people make an effort to listen to her tell her truth because oh, sure. it re- she she really articulately and um and pain painfully lays out in an understandable way for people who have not been in that situation mm-hmm. yeah what what her life looked like in a relationship with Shia LaBeouf yeah and the truth is that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that we're not a part of and privy to and it just shows that these aren't just black and white issues right. like you can't just boil it out like she is providing um as much like l- focusing on his behavior is almost irrelevant focusing on her uh, or I should say her focusing on her own process her own journey is probably far more relatable than you know, focusing on the evil, quote unquote, that Shia LaBeouf engaged in against her. Right. Right. It's more and it's all it's more helpful, you know, for her to like lend texture to what for many people is this black or white issue in their minds. Um, she, and it's also helpful to people who find themselves in similar positions. Right. So like versus like there aren't probably going to be a lot of people out there who are like, yeah, I'm doing what Shia LaBeouf's doing. But I bet there are you know people in relationships who are like, ooh, that hits a little too close yeah, to home. That sounds real familiar. Yeah, so that's very helpful. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. The beautiful Elizabeth Reese is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. Hey, guys, on a Friday, it's nice to be with you today. And, and also, also with, with you. you. Uh, the biggest story of the day is still that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have officially resigned from all of their royal duties. Dun, 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 dun. Now they can make money on their own. Yeah, they're done so. And they can do whatever they want and they don't have to, you know, just handle whatever kind of royal. They don't have to wear pantyhose and mm-hmm. hats everywhere. That must be like, uh, I bet they're just laying around in like sweatpants going woof. I bet the pantyhose over. thing was the thing that broke Meghan Markle. I mean, wouldn't it break you? It Let's would break be me. Honest. If I oh. was told I have to wear pantyhose every time I'm in public, <laughs> I wouldn't leave the house. I would be like, I would well, I guess I'm not going to be Well, you in can't public. work at Hooters, ladies. No, you certainly well, cannot. Oh, no. Because they got to wear like those thick plan, ones. There the goes my plan tights. B. Yeah, I know. They kind of look super shiny. You they know, those? do. Yeah. yeah, they're like dance tights. Mm-hmm. With those little Actually, tiny those shorts. Those I don't mind if I'm not if I'm being honest. Those I are, don't even mind those tights. Are called flesh colored tights. Yeah. I, the, uh. Hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
know. here for that. The tights don't even bug me that much. It's just the fact that someone would tell you that you had to do that would be the thing that would push you over the edge. Yeah. So also, the statement- pantyhose are the worst to put on because like you always run them. I don't care. I like I always run them. I always snag a nail or something like that. I know. I hear you. Have worst. a little nail polish. Clear yeah, then you have to do the clear nail polish trick. You always yeah. had to bring that to like every event. It's true. Um, the statement from the palace says, while all are saddened by their decision, the Duke and Ju- Duchess remain much loved members of the family. And we can look forward to getting more <laughs> of the dish when Oprah does her sit down with it's, them. I kind of love that. It's clear that like they were fine with it. They just needed to give that, you know, a certain amount of time so that. It wasn't as hot and heavy as you'll remember when they actually pulled the trigger, or the yes. ripcord, or whatever analogy you want to use. Well, and that's when they did like that. We'll we'll do this for twelve months, and then we'll revisit. Yeah, and then we'll make a final decision. And I'm sure their intention all along was for them to be out. Yeah, but it was let's just make this a little bit more of a dragged on. Thing. I do love the part though where they're like they're still part of the family. Like we're still related. So yeah. I know. Like, okay. We'll get together again someday. Yeah, we'll do Christmas. <laughs> it is really funny. That's what happens when you mix business well, and family. I mean, the thing we don't. Family, yeah. The thing I don't think we all appreciate because we're not living there is that um, to the to a certain segment of the British population, they that is they are an institution. For sure. And so well, them just the like Brits, you can't yeah. just let them walk away from an institution without mm-hmm. there being quote unquote consequences. Mm-hmm, Although I right. think the queen rightly sees that the fewer people she has to like employ, probably the better and she's got enough people in the queue to do the work. Um It seems and like though also, there's also he's not ever going to inherit a thing. Or I shouldn't say inherit, he's never going to um need to be in the role of doing the duties Mm -hmm. she's only queen because her uncle abdicated the throne yeah i mean remember that Mm -hmm. and then her father got the the job yeah and then he died Mm -hmm. very young and then she got it but now harry's so far down on that list like he'll be fine Yeah. yeah there's there are a couple of troublemakers in every generation who either are asked to leave or leave on their own i'm talking about you prince andrew exactly Prince Philip, in the meantime, remaining in the hospital into next week, but he's in good spirits. He's 99 years old. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a marvel. I really unbelievable. Yeah. He's still kicking. Yeah. Scratching and kick. I mean, although, can we just be clear? Like, if you're the head of, like, royalty, you're probably not being taxed or stressed all that much. Right. So you're going to have a better shot at hitting 100. You get to also, do what you want. You have, like, top of the line medical care. Yeah. And right? if you're like, I need to eat healthy, you have someone who just makes it for yeah. you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I and you need can... low salt. Okay. Done Great. And done. Yeah. You don't have to do the math. Like, I'm going to take it easy on the booze. So then just don't bring me my nightly Manhattan. Right. I will recommend that he um, maybe employ a moisturizer, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's looking a little dry. <laughs> the royal moisturizers need to show up yeah. and, and, and rub. To be rub fair, the British, you know. There. Not great they're just, skin. They're like, uh, we'll age naturally, man. Yeah. We're we fine. Yeah, we're fine. His um, eyebrows are all over the place, too, which is funny. It's all natural. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Mm-hmm. That's nice, though. Why do we have to put so much pressure on ourselves to look per- perfect all the time? Except you wouldn't want to come across, like, come around the corner too quickly on <laughs> Prince Philip. Whoa! <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jodie Foster was on Jimmy Kimmel Live last night and is promoting her upcoming movie. And uh, during the interview, Jimmy Kimmel played a clip of Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers quarterback, 
at the NFL Honors where he name dropped Jodie Foster, some of his teammates, and his fiance. And Jodie Foster doesn't get it. She doesn't know why she, she doesn't even dropped? no, and she doesn't even know him. <laughs> she said to Jimmy Kimmel when she was asked, "Do you know Aaron Rodgers?" She said, "No, but he just knows that I'm his biggest fan." It's so bizarre. <laughs> That's weird. I know. He shocked fans by announcing his engagement only days after it was confirmed by entertainment news outlets that he was dating Shailene Woodley. And some social media users were theorizing that Jodie Foster set them up. But that and Jody's like, Jody's nope. like, no, that's not the case. Although I wouldn't be surprised if they don't start telling that story because like publicationship, right? Like, is that what this is? Oh, yeah. Really? Uh, I'm feeling I don't, yes on that. I don't know. I mean, like, we'll never know truly, but there's some story that we're not made privy to with these two, right? Like, there's definitely a lot of stories about this. Very Aaron mysterious. Rogers. Also, um, you wonder, like, did they just hook up randomly and then she got pregnant and he was like, well, well you know, right? Because she she's pregnant? pregnant. Yeah. She is? Yeah. Well, that, that hasn't right? been confirmed. That hasn't been confirmed anymore. Oh, I is, thought that but, was the whole thing. Like, she was pregnant. I have not seen that anywhere. No, 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 Bradley, you're right. That that's a rumor somewhere, but it has not been confirmed. Oh, maybe that was a blind item. It could have been. Okay. Oh boy. Well, that would be exciting if we found that out. I mean, they wouldn't be the first couple who like got no, pregnant, of course decided not. to get married, and oh, then it gosh, all works no. out. Oh gosh, no. Um, Cloris Leachman passed away, and her cause of death has been announced. Uh, she died of a stroke mm. at 94. Is what her death certificate revealed. Uh, COVID-19 was also listed as a significant condition that contributed to her death, but was not the underlying cause. Um, She died on January 27th. But again, at the age of 94, I mean, what a long And a noted vegetarian. Actually, she might have been a vegan now that I think about it, but I know she was at least a vegetarian. Hmm. She and apparently a very good cook and was committed to putting dinner on the table every night for her large family. She had five kids. Wow. Yeah. Oh my word! That dinner thing, you know, I'm a. I think as much as you can do it, it's so nice to have a family dinner. We do it every night. A little connection. Good job, mm-hmm. Colleen. Thank you for Love now it. until you know. Yeah, I know until you're back to madness. Exactly, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Reese. Thank you for that beautiful dirt thank alert. You. Thank you. Hey, we need somebody to play the 30 second pop culture challenge. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Thirty seconds. Five pop culture questions. Get them all right. You win a prize on my talk one zero seven one with a podcast no! called I just thought I'd do a promo I was right like, now. Wow, Colleen, <laughs> no. you sound really different. No. Oh, uh, we are gonna give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. Uh, we do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show My Talk 1071. Oh, I don't know why I did that. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. This is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 I love you, second pop culture challenge. I think it's ridiculous. Who's on the phone today? Who's on the phone today, Holly? It's Andrew. We've got Andrew on the line, and what is Andrew Don't playing start for? With me. Andrew is playing for this. A virtual movie pass to watch the movie Land, starring Robin Wright. Andrew, are you ready to play the 30-second pop culture challenge? I'd love to. Fabulous. Timer will begin upon my asking of the first question. Here we go. Who plays the title role in the Netflix series Emily in Paris? Uh, honestly, I have no idea. I've never heard of it. In the Disney cartoon Robin Hood, Robin Hood is what kind of animal? Robin Hood. Uh, fox. 
Dave Grohl is the singer-guitarist for what rock band? Uh, Offspring? No. no. Uh, oh, it's like me. Um, Nirvana originally, but he's not the lead singer. Um, honestly, I don't know. Not food, but... What is the name of the fictional TV show? Oh, oh Andrew, Andrew, so you sorry. got so not close. You did not of, win. Not really. The thirty-second pop culture challenge today. However, you can try on Monday because we do it every day at twelve thirty on the Colleen and Bradley show. All right, let's go back and answer all the questions he did not get correct. Uh, who plays the role in Netflix's Emily in Paris? Lily Collins, ex-girlfriend of Zac Efron. I mean, who isn't at this point? Uh, us. I mean, I kind of feel like we are. True, right? true. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. Okay, Dave Grohl. Oh, he got Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. And what is the name of fictional TV show in Home Improvement? Tool Time. Tool Time. There's Hello, one more. One more. And the original CSI takes place in? Las Vegas. Actually, Minneapolis, because mm-hmm. it's crazy stupidity. Exactly. We would have accepted that answer. All right. Now that we've answered all of those questions, we can move on to solve some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Tell that it's natural. Cookies. Got a celebrity gossip mystery for you guys to solve. Here we go. Cookies. Mmm, cookies. I do have a cookie right in front of me, actually. Lucky. I'm going to enjoy it later. Cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Even though the momager will never appear on the Housewives franchise, she's telling producers she's thinking about it, but will not do it if this reality star slash former celebrity spouse is given a spot in the reboot of the franchise. Oh. Reese Jenner? Yes. <laughs> oh. Interesting. I wasn't thinking. I was like... (laughs) Also Mm. interesting. (laughs) Uh, So think about this. So what would the franchise be? Uh, Real Housewives of... uh, Orange County? Malibu? No. This is a location... Beverly Hills? No. Alabasas? No. This is a location that's getting the reboot treatment. So it's it's a location that went away... But Malibu? now they're bringing it back. No. Long On the other Island. side of the country. New Jersey. New York. South. Go south. Trenton. South. Oh, like, Atlanta? No, more. Florida? Yes. Key West, Miami? Yeah, Miami, thank you. <laughs> we got there. We uh, did. Havana. <laughs> no. But think about, Chris Jenner wouldn't do it if this enemy of the Kardashian Jenners was involved. Now think about who they've had beef with in the past who is a reality star and Hilt. a former celebrity spouse. Hilton? No. I mean, okay, can I be honest? I thought you said Caitlyn Jenner. No. Which, Chris, that would be interesting. Chris Jenner. Right, I know, but I thought that the enemy uh, former celebrity spouse in the would be Caitlyn Jenner. Well, that's a good idea. I like I it. Know. I Thank like you. that destination. Thank you. So let's pick that as a destination. There's also somebody. Okay. But it's another person that we're yeah, thinking She of. used to be married to a very high-profile basketball player. Still has the oh, same Larsa last Pippen. name. Yeah. Duh. Oh, my gosh. We got there. Let me fill in the blank. So even though Kris Jenner will never appear on a Housewives franchise, she's telling producers that she's thinking about it, but it's not going to do it if Larsa Pippen is given a spot on the Real Housewives of Miami. 
Mm, they're so petty. Because Larsa and Kim are like, uh, they're enemies now. They used to be besties, but now well, they're enemies. Well, yeah, headline, everyone and their mother auditioning for Real Housewives of Miami, including Larsa Pippen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, also, Kris Jenner is never going to do, you don't, why would Kris Jenner ever do anybody else's show? Right. She's only going to do her show. Right, exactly. Because she wants to be in charge. Until nobody's showing up for the Kris Jenner experience, Kris Jenner will continue the Kris Jenner experience. Yeah, and then it will be like, when people stop showing up, then she'll fully volunteer to be on the Real Housewives of Shady Oaks or something. Yeah. You know? Or I hope that she starts her own prog rock band called the Kris Jenner Experience. That could be. Next. Uh, a group of extras and one-offs from this former hit pay cable show are in the process of discussing a settlement with the showrunners prior to filing a class action lawsuit. Oh. They are alleging that they were sexually harassed, discriminated against, and were forced to agree to film nude and sex oh. scenes prior to being hired. I'm going to say Westworld. Okay. But that one was mentioned, but okay. the, another one is being mentioned more. Okay. Um, is it an HBO entity? Okay. Um, And is it... Oh man, what other one was super sexy and like had nudity and nude nude stuff? Nudity, the Game of Thrones. Wow, there it is. So a group of extras uh, from either Game of Thrones or Westworld. I lean Game of Thrones because Westworld technically hasn't been canceled by HBO; it's just not on right now. Well, they're in the process of discussing a settlement with the showrunners prior to filling filing a class action lawsuit. They're alleging that they were sexually harassed, discriminated against, and were forced to agree to film nude and sex scenes prior to being hired. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting because that show sort of went away as we were talking about, you know, the Me Too Mm -hmm. experience, which is another prog rock band. (laughs) Um, Or shortly thereafter, I can't remember the exact timing, but it seems like... This was a show we didn't hear anything happening on set about, and it's probably because the show was already in the rearview mirror. Right. But that doesn't mean that things didn't happen. Interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more, please. Thank you. Blinded by the item. Uh, I want to read you a blind item with some words in it. Okay, oh, good. good. We will put our ears on. And I don't necessarily know if we're going to... We'll get there, okay? Okay. So... A certain publication mentions a house that was recently sold by a foreign-born former A-plus list golfer. They didn't mention the purchaser because they didn't know, but NT Lawyer knows. So the funny thing about this estate is that these kinds of properties stay on the market for months before being bought. Celine Dion took two years to sell her place there. Now this estate sold in two weeks, which is unheard of. But it has a space for a 150-foot yacht, and the buyer wanted this place on an island where you can get on your yacht on a moment's notice and flee into international waters quickly, if you wanted or needed to. The buyer, the recently retired forced-out lingerie guy who probably should have asked for a pardon. Oof. So that's that lingerie guy. Peter Nygaard? No. No, no, no. No, it's... No, what's um, that other guy? Oof. What's his name? The the Victoria's Secret-y guy? Yeah, his name Andrew is... Andrew Jackson. What? I just am 
th- putting names in the world. Okay, so this gentleman, John. You're going to have to Jacob just give it to Jingleheimer us. Jacob Les Wexner. Les, okay. thank you. That's what so, his name is. Do we know the golfer? Y- well, I suppose if you pay attention to golf, no. you might know so, no. <laughs> the name. Yeah, unless his name is Tiger Woods. <laughs> then we're no. not yeah. aware. Or Jack Nicklaus. Yeah. No. So and that's not going to happen. He's mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame golfer. His name is Greg the Shark Norman. Yeah, nope, we didn't know that. Uh, so he is a, quite a big deal in the world of golf. Well, his estate just sold for $60 million. Wow. And, and it has a boat slip, so you can get into international waters with your hanky-pankies. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so gross. Yes, yeah, she. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she. she. Do you have a shorty? Um, sure. Why not? Okay. Blinded by the item. While the illiterate permanent A-list singer deserves our support in a lot of battles, let us also not forget the time she tried to uh, get control of the estate of her brother and leave his kids in the dust. Oh, we shan't forget Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. And the time that she was part of the kidnapping of her mother. Oh. Do you remember that, Bradley? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Is that it? But it's Janet Jackson, but get control of the estate of her brother. Mm-hmm. So who's the brother? Oh, uh, Michael. Michael? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the blind item says, you know, let let us support Janet Jackson in many endeavors. However, let us not forget that she tried to get control of the estate of Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and leave all his kids in the dust. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, because she was trying to get, I think she was more concerned about Paris. Paris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I don't remember now that, you know, so many years have passed. I don't remember who was in on that. Uh, Catherine Jackson, um, Arizona spa. Yeah. I, I think Janet, her thing was with the self. I just remember the cell phone, cell phone. right? There was like that Trying security to get... footage of her taking Paris's cell phone. Yeah. 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 That was a moment in time. Mm-hmm. 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 When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, I need to rescind something I said yesterday. Oh, no. What? I know. It is. I'm going to have to retract my recommendation oh, All right. for a certain television show. Okay. And I'll tell you why when we come back. On, and I'm going to instruct you on how to proceed with that show on My Talk 1071. Oopsies. Um, I led you all astray yesterday. My apologies. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Hi. Um, remember yesterday, right around now, I was telling you um, in a little segment we call Here's What We're Watching Live. Yep. About a show that I was watching on Netflix mm-hmm. called uh, The Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Seattle Yeah, about hotel. that lady who disappears in the hotel. Right. Ends up somewhere. I'm yep. not going to say where because I don't want to spoil it. Okay. So, I was only two episodes in, and I've learned a very valuable lesson, and I will never make this mistake again, which is don't recommend something to people if I haven't gone all the way through. (laughs) (laughs) O-M-G. The third, and here's, this this is what's upsetting about this. Let's start with this. When we started Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, there were two things that it had going for it, okay? 
true crime, or at yeah. least what we thought was true crime, mm-hmm. and Ron Howard. He's oh, actually... Ron, how does he get involved? He's uh, he's one of the producers slash directors of Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. So I'm like, oh, okay, Ron Howard's got his name attached to this. Like, I trust Ron Howard. Opie, sure. Okay, good. He's not going to lead us astray. Okay, the first two episodes are, and I cannot overstate this enough, fantastic. The first two episodes of crime scene the vanishing at the cecil hotel are so so good and so so interesting okay uh we decided to power through and finish the last two last night and i'm gonna tell you the third episode it literally flushes itself down the toilet oh no okay so and i'm gonna just this is not really a spoiler but it's kind of a spoiler i'm not gonna tell you what happens with the with the case. But what I am going to tell you is I think what it was one of those things where you started thinking you were watching something and then it turned into something else. But it only did that in the third episode, in the third episode. But, but listen, that has worked in other places, right? Like, do you remember the podcast S town? Yeah. You thought you were starting with one thing and it ended up being, but that was the beauty. But what it ended up being was really good. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. This Start started too strong, and then what it ended up being is not. It's just not as strong. Okay, so um, the in the third episode, you take this really bizarre turn, where it starts to focus more on the the social media sleuths who are obsessed with this case. Mm-hmm. Than the actual case, so it's sort of like you're watching two things happen at once. You are hearing from the actual investigators and what they're learning as they are investigating after they find the person who goes missing at the Cecil hotel. And they're trying, it's a mystery what, how this all happened and, and what actually happened to this person. So you're hearing the investigators talk about bit by bit, moment by moment, what they're discovering and how, right? And then at the same time, you're hearing from these online social media sleuths who are obsessed with this case and all the things that they're doing using social media. And what the perspective is, and this is the spoiler, what the perspective is, is it's really about, it becomes about how the public starts to have an effect on how this case is being worked. Okay. So, so the public's interest right. drives or de- or derails in some in some ways okay. what the actual police are trying to do and it's kind of about the power of a mob on social media because you hear about the cops having to go through the tip line and that it's just a bunch of people who are obsessed on social media um, giving their perspective. And they have to like painstakingly go through that to try to sift through to see if they can find something that actually really is real. Yeah. And you hear from some of these social media detectives who are just like you and me who get obsessed with weird things and just, but this has become a thing. I mean, like the, the success of podcasts um, where people discuss these things, the the character on, oh gosh, what was the from I'll Be Gone in the Dark? Yes, Michelle McNamara. McNamara's mm-hmm. like bestie and co-pilot is just this dude who is obsessed with you know the 
the murder case on um, Reddit. Was right. it Reddit? I think it was Reddit. It was. Anyway, but yeah, that this is like a legitimate thing now. And the people who are doing it really feel like they are investigators. Sure. So they're having interviews and they're saying, no, I've been investigating this case for X amount of you know months. And you're thinking, no, you've just been like fiddling around the internet and um, the things that they are pulling out of the investigation are things that really to the investigators are like not important but they're, so they're just getting hyper focused on it right and they go down this very bizarre road where they find all of these synchronous things like for example and i'm just gonna the woman who goes missing is named elisa lamb and they find that at the same time that she went missing, there was a tuberculosis, I'm not joking about this, a tuberculosis outbreak on Skid Row, which is just a few blocks from the Cecil Hotel and in some ways is connected to the Cecil Hotel because a lot of people who live on Skid Row end up staying at the hotel. And the test that they give for tuberculosis is called, are you ready? The Lamb Elisa. Same spelling. (laughs) I'm... I'm. I wish I were so joking just with connect, you. So they're just So basically, they're just connecting dots that aren't there. That aren't there. Yeah. And so the whole third episode sort of so centers what, around this. And as you're watching it, you're like, "No, this is all going down the toilet." I was going to say, "What's? I mean, is the point then that you're going to find something out about the case, or just that no. like, don't go down this rabbit hole because you'll come up short?" It seems a little bit like a weird sort of cautionary tale about like. Don't. So it is not satisfying. And not even a little bit. Okay. But my point is this, and this is what I want you to take away from this. Do watch the first two episodes because there is enough interesting in the first two episodes that it will teach you kind of about like a history of, of the area of the hotel. You will meet a bunch of different characters that will be of interest to you. You will see intersections with other things that have fascinated you in the past. Watch the first two episodes. And then I'm just going to get angry. And then Google what happened. <laughs> to her i'm not joking yeah and save yourself two hours of your life yeah because you I'm just won't gonna get save, those back i think i'm gonna go to the wikipedia because yep. i don't even want to get taken for a ride it's not like it's a the first two episodes are a worthy ride it should have like skipped the third episode and done like a five minute update yeah. in text like i just didn't well, that's mean. why i i think like i go back to and i think i first heard about this story on a true crime podcast and I feel like, you know, maybe stick with people who you're sure are going to give you a payoff in the end. Yeah. Who aren't just going to take you on a crazy, you know, rabbit hole. Yeah. The report of the report was lovely from you, Colleen. Yeah. Save your time, guys. Yeah. No, I mean, you've done the work, so we don't have there to. There you go. You're welcome. When we return <laughs> on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's the question. You're eating macaroni and cheese. What utensil are you picking up? We're going to do a scientific study after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy, you don't even need an interview. So, what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.